Welcome to the Mowers Club. You're with Scope and Missile this morning, brought to you by Toro Mowers, powered by 100 years of innovation. We have a massive show for you today in the Mowers. This is our second real week, Scope, where we're kind of into the swing of things now. And you've come through with the goods again. We've got Manly Captain Daily Cherry Evans at 10 a.m. this morning. Coming on to what? Will he be gloating about that 58 points last night, you reckon? Yeah, well, he's 50-50 missile last <laughs> night. He, uh, it was results dependent, but uh, yeah, um, obviously a good mate of mine, so really appreciate him coming on at 10 o'clock. But I'm equally as excited about our later guest as well, a port boy. Yes, Jeremy Lattimore, Port Macquarie born and bred. Uh, port Macquarie shark, the same as me. Uh, he's going to come on and talk to us. Probably a little less about football, a little bit more. We'll get a bit looser with Lats. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a good yarn. If you haven't seen any content with uh, Big Latsy before, they call him the goat. I think it was self <laughs> self appointed uh, by Big Jeremy. So, um, mate, he's always a good yarn. He's always got plenty going on. He loves his footy, uh, and looking forward to that. All right, welcome to all our listeners listening through eleven seventy in Sydney, SEN sixteen twenty AM on the Gold Coast, and a special hello to all our listeners, SEN Q six ninety three up there in Queensland. Uh, Daily Cherry Evans will be a big one for you this weekend. Uh, listening live on the SEN app and on the Mowers Club podcast. We're going to start to push that podcast a little bit more so you can listen to some of this content throughout the week. Maybe you might be at football with the kids this morning, netball, um, weekend sports. So if you miss any of the show, you can catch up with us on the podcast. Uh, big weekend scope, big week in sport. Uh, we've had golf that we'll talk about. We've had Ange Postacoglu. We've had, obviously, more origin chat. This New South Wales halves dilemma is far from being solved. Um, I just wanted to kick start this morning. I want to get this off my chest before we get too much into sport because it bugs me every year. So we've got a long weekend this weekend, right? Yep. And we go double demerits. Yep, sure, double demerits. People are on the highway. People are driving from Sydney to Canberra to Melbourne to, you know, people are on the highway and it's dangerous and you shouldn't speed on the highway um, because lives are always lost at this time of the year. But the double demerit starts on Friday, right? Mm. I'm driving home from my gym in Marrickville back to Bondi, 10 a.m. Friday morning. I pass two RBTs and another highway patrol. On a Friday morning, mm. like, is any have people been drinking on Friday morning? Like, what's doing there? Why is there an increased police presence in metro areas during double demerits? So people thinking, oh, it's a long weekend stuff, and I'm just going to speed to work today. And then this morning, driving from Bondi to North Sydney again, two RBTs within the space of what five kilometres plus a highway patrol on Sid Ironfield Drive. Like, is that? Like what's doing? Yeah, I got two yesterday as well. So uh, I'm out on uh, around Anzac Parade, around yep. Little Bay. Uh, we went up to the shops to go grab some, uh, yes, just some bits and pieces for at home. Got there was an RBT on the way there. Yeah, uh, I think it's uh, what's the name of the road anyway. And then we come back on Anzac Parade because I wanted to avoid it because I seen <laughs> it on the other side. <laughs> yeah, I just like obviously nothing. It's just a time waste. Yeah, right? I just yeah. couldn't be bothered stopping, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought I'll avoid it. I'll come back around uh, Anzac Parade and they had one back coming back towards my units. Again, I got through it because no, I wasn't stopped, but I just couldn't yeah. be bothered um, pulling up for the, what, the, the, 60 seconds, yeah, 90 seconds Yeah, it that's it, that's it. But the whole idea of double demerits, right, is that we see accidents and deaths on our highways. The, the stuff in Metro Sydney just doesn't make any sense to me. And why do we just pump it right up for a long weekend? Like, I don't know about other people's headspace, but I'm I'm not thinking, yep, Saturday morning, got to get to radio. Ooh, long weekend. I'm going to put the pedal to the metal this morning. Like, just. Yeah. Well, I think a lot of it's trying to get those uh, big drinkers from the night before. So yeah. if people were, you know, dropping the shoulders, looking looking at getting after it on the weekend, 
uh, trying to get everyone in Friday morning. I caught one on the bridge coming over as well yeah. um, this morning. So yeah, yeah, and then that one. and then also just I think you know just trying to get yeah. as much cash as they can. Revenue trying to get raising. Those, try to get those double demerits. So yeah. you pump the points out, lose your license. What do you yeah. got to do then? You've got to appeal. You've got to potentially go to court. Yeah. There's more money to the government. It yeah. all just goes ching 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 ching. I've been um so. Long weekend, always a great time to be alive. I've been getting into the Thursday afternoon smash-ups. Have so, you? Yeah, well, because I, I, well, I sort of have a little bit of work to do on Friday, basically, not yeah. much. Just prepare for this show, really, which is yeah. not much at all. But so I've, been, I've been getting smashed. Oh, I've been getting, I've had a few drinks on Thursday, and it's a lot easier because, look, having a backup here on a Saturday is always tough. But on Thursday, you get after it, you do nothing all day on Friday, just wait for all the footy to come on, and you're, mm. you're in bloody heaven. So, uh, no RBTs on the Northern. Oh, I've seen a few actually, but yeah, there's always RBTs around. But anyway, just get an Uber, right, boys? Yeah, that's why. Nice and responsible. Get the uh, get the job done. Get in here in the morning, Gibbo. I know you get the Ubers every Saturday morning, mate. So you're yeah. sweet. Yeah, yeah you, well, are, last you are a week, degenerate, Gibbo. Well, <laughs> no, see, when I want to be, but when it's time to switch on, which today's. So I think scope. What you will learn over the next, how hopefully forever is you'll see two me's. You'll see the me who comes in like last week. You know, I haven't had much sleep. The rundown is bare. Well, it's bare today anyway. But then you'll see me. <laughs> then the other weeks I'll be here. I've been up all night watching cricket. I've been up early. I've been writing stuff away. And I think today is going to be one of those days. Did yeah. you stay up and watch the cricket last night? I just, mate, I love cricket's probably my number one sport. Okay, we'll talk cricket today then. What time yeah. did it go to? So it goes to 3 o'clock, 3.30. 3 a.m. Oh, yeah, that's a big so lift. Uh, it is a big – so it's, it kicks off at 7.30, and I was torn last night because it was my two loves, rugby league and cricket. Yeah. Uh, and vaping and, and punting. Also. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, so the cricket you can catch on SCN, obviously ball-by-ball ball coverage from Adam Collins and the team. We've got you covered all the way through our winter. But, yeah, look, Test Championship, 7.30 to 3 p.m. missile. And it, it's, mm. it just – it looks picturesque. Uh, I don't know. I've got Foxtel Go, so I don't think we get the Ultra HD channel or whatever – but Channel 7 HD does. Yeah. So watching that, and it just looks brilliant. So we'll talk more cricket later. But are you guys getting – do you guys get around? I know you said you used to like I loved it, cricket. mate. I loved it through the uh, the, the golden years of, yeah. of cricket, yeah. I, you know, I sort of call it. I grew up in the yeah. 2000s, um, play footy in, the, in winter, play cricket in summer, and then really got behind, you know, rest in peace, the great Shane Warne, yeah. Yeah. Um, the Ricky Ponting, Glenn McGrath days. Uh, and then even as a Kiwi, you know, we had really good players yeah. back then. Chris yeah. Cairns, Chris yeah. Harris, yeah. Stephen Fleming, yeah. Shane Bond, I thought was yeah. a, you know, Bond, a really yeah. underrated player that was hampered by injuries. Um, and then just as you get older, just the time difference, trying to keep yeah. up with it, you know, getting up at three o'clock in the morning, like yeah. really rattles me. But um, a good mate, oh, well, not a good mate. I went to school with Usman Khawaja. Yeah. So I always watch his, um, um, you know, how he's going with interest. And uh, yeah. I think, you know, he got a duck. Yeah, uh, don't say in good. this test, yeah. he just doesn't seem to travel well. But whenever he's back in Aussie, he delivers. He um, so he made uh, he got a duck in the first innings. He came out to bat again yesterday. Uh, India had a really good day. He got out for thirteen. So th- it looks like he'll get through the Ashes, I think. But there are questions around both he and Dave Warner at the moment, which is kind of good. Yep. Because they're not going to bring in two new openers. So if one gets the bullet, it's probably only going to be one. But, yeah, Australia are in a good position, boys. Is uh, Dave Dave Warner retiring at the end of the year too? So, Did yeah, I see he, that? He said, he said, like, he wants to play his last summer uh, test here at the Sydney Cricket Ground. So that'll yep. be – so we've got West Indies and Pakistan here, which – That'll hey, just if, be a smash-up. Exactly. Like, imagine <laughs> – so 
that's literally what I reckon he'd be thinking. Like, oh, mate, yeah. I get through the Ashes, which he's had trouble in England. Stuart Broad yeah. has his measure. Yeah. Usman Khawaja, similar. Yeah. Uh, if he can get through the Ashes, get through this test, which he probably will, 43 is a good score, uh, and he looked good doing it. Didn't help last night. But if he gets through the Ashes, he'll just be cashing in. So he'll play in the ODR World Cup, which is in India. Yep. So that's September, October, November. And then there were those test matches here mm. where West Indies, they came over, they looked all right with the bat, but, mate, they couldn't buy a wicket. And it's just yeah. like, so Dave Warner, who already has a great average, a lot of test centuries, he'll go down as Australia's, one of Australia's best test cricketers, openers, yep. that is. Yeah. And he'll just fill up. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Like, you just be Well, he's already filling up in that Indian market. Um, yeah. He does all the TikToks. He loves it. In India. Yeah. Jeez, he, he tough, was a, tough content to watch as a uh, as an outsider. Some oh, of that man. dancing content with with the misses and the kids, it's like it's tough to watch. But obviously, does yeah. really well in that market, and Too he smart. just cashes in massively. Well, he was uh, he was an option for a king or kook version of back in the day. Oh we, yeah, we, we, we <laughs> win yeah. all the all the TikToks, but. <laughs> Hey, it's whatever, you know, like yeah. you're not, he's not, not going to play cricket for the rest of his yeah. life. No. They love him over there in India, so play to your market. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And for all of us that are outsiders, you know, we look at it and we're like, oh, it's a bit cringe. We do But it. whenever you <laughs> d- delve into it a little bit deeper, like whatever the money or the deals are behind yeah. that, worth it. Anyone that, that pays out an athlete for, in inverted commas, selling out would do the exact same at the yeah. drop of a hat if they were offered similar opportunities. Um, other stuff coming up on today's show, obviously, uh, week in review. Yeah, no, nah, I think we've really hit a yeah, no, nah, straight off the bat, haven't we? Yeah, the, the increased police pr- uh, presence uh, this time of year. Hit it or quit it. King or kook. We've got some great king or kooks this week for you. There's been a lot happening in the sporting world. I was so pumped up this morning. I got up a little bit earlier. Treated myself, made some French toast this Ooh, morning. Nice. Oh, I was wow. like, I want to fuel up before today's show. I've gone the full cream uh, tracksuit. Feeling like uh, feeling like a thirty year old Gandalf this morning, but just I was that pumped <laughs> up, and then I whacked on a bit of Theo Vaughn and Joe Rogan in the car on the way here, just kind of get the comedic juices flowing a bit. Okay, yeah. I was, so I just I knew it was a big show, Gibbo. Yeah, um, Scope. We're going to talk a bit of golf later in the show, but I, I think I wanted to start a bit of a, a running theme of keeping up to date about how your golf is going and tips or tricks or where we're at with the golf because we've got so many. Hackers, I know, listening on a Saturday morning, and I'm one of them. I want to, I want to be inspired by your golfing journey, and I know you're churning out a lot of golf content now. Yep. As part of what you're doing with, uh, with the Levels um, podcast. So, uh, update. Obviously, it's it's very relevant um, after the Live PGA uh, yep. scenario this week. All right. So, I've, I figured out this week that I've only got one regret in life. And yeah. that's not playing more golf earlier. <laughs> that's like my biggest regret. My yeah. only regret in life is not playing more golf earlier. Yeah. Um, I'm at that point now where my golf was was trending up, and yeah. the more I'm playing, the worse it's get getting. So okay. I'm getting in my head really bad at the moment. Yeah. Uh, starting to lose my swing. Um, trying a few different things, moving away from what works. So at one point, my handicap was getting up to about twelve or thirteen. Uh, now it's dropped back down to about 15. I'm very close to going to 16. Actually yeah. playing around just a friendly round with the the old boy and the brother after this today yeah. at Moore Park. So looking to uh, get back out there and try 
correct a few things that went wrong just yesterday. <laughs> so if you officially report your scorecard each time you play, that's how. So could yep. you go out there today and have a hit and not report it? So yeah, it I won't do it today. Your, yeah, okay. No, not 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 to not stuff up my uh, card because it's just a social game with my dad and my brother. Yeah. Um, I played competition on Wednesday. Yeah. Played competition yesterday. Yeah. And now I'm going out for a social game and yeah. through the middle parts of my rounds, I got really frustrated. Yeah. Uh, and just had the yips. Yeah. <laughs> Proper had the yips with my. <laughs> Yeah. My, uh, um, my approach game. So, uh, so for me, any generally, my most consistent part of my game is about a hundred to hundred and fifty. So that's the pitching wedge to yeah. like seven iron. I'm pretty yeah. decent. Yeah. So if it's a nice little par three, or um, generally if I got you know an eight iron or or a nine iron from about hundred and twenty out. Yeah. Not like grouse grouse, like drop it near the pin, but I'm yeah. pretty consistent. Can hit the green. Yeah. For whatever reason, something's just like lost in my swing recently and a strength has become a weakness. And I think this happens a lot with, with golfers, uh, you know, tend to get the yips and, and get, get in your own head. So I'm just this, trying to figure that out. Now. I have this thing on the first hole, right? I'll, I'll line up on the, with my driver on the first tee and I'll either cream it or cook it, slice. for lack of a better word, massive slice. Yep. And then my first iron, same thing. I'll either strike it perfectly or slice the hell out of it. And then that's me for the rest of the day. I'm either creaming every drive and stuffing up every short shot yep. or I'm slicing every drive and, and acing it on every iron. And it's almost yeah, like okay. I'm in my own head again. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that felt nice on the first one. And sometimes I try if I go to a course, you know, they've got the, the practice nets or whatever. I don't hit a heap of balls, but I just hit a couple. And same thing, if I hit a couple of good drives in that, in that net, I'm good for the rest of the day. If I hit a couple of good irons in that net, I'm good for the rest of the day. But I've never, ever had a day where the two have lined up together. Mm, yeah, it's interesting. But it's like anything, uh, Mizzle, like practice is so important. So yeah. this is my one big excuse that I use a lot wherever I go, but it is a genuine one. So because through footy, I've got this little kink in my shoulder. Yeah. Um, I had a... Um, a, sh- a shoulder blade injury like years ago and I just never really so you were able to play on it I could have got surgery or you can just keep playing and just let it heal itself so I missed about three or four weeks yeah so I've got this like um resistance I call it yeah um at the top of my swing so I, I can only really do a half swing but also I've got like a swing count in my head mm. so if I go out just say if I go and hit you know the average person might go and hit about 20 drives into the nets before they yeah. go out and then you go and have a putt and a chip if you, if you want to prepare for your round I can't do that because yeah. I'm in my head I'm like if I go and practice if I have you know 20 25 hits in the nets I st- I really hit the wall at about hole 15 hole 14 okay. my shoulder yeah, gets yeah, way yeah. too sore yeah so I've got like in my head now as well I can just only get through 18 so Chipping is okay. Yeah. Get out there and have a bit of a practice. But, um, yeah, sometimes my preparation for driving into the nets, so it takes me about four holes to get get going. Yeah, yeah, And then once I start hitting it, feel all right, get a bit of rhythm, feel the swing, then I can get into it. But, yeah, it's costing me in comps because I'm basically wiping the first three or four holes consistently. Yeah, that hurts. All right, well, text us in. If you're a hacker out there, 0457736736. If you've got any questions for Scope, he's on the journey with us. Probably a little bit of a head start. What are you at? 15, 16. 15, yeah. So that's pretty solid. Uh, give us a call today, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Also, if you've got any questions uh, for DCE after the Manly Seagulls, absolutely pumped, pumped the Finns last night, 58 to 18. Are we starting to see scope? This is it's a long NRL season, and the Dolphins have had a few injuries. 
they got the wobbly leg on a little bit. They drop outside the eight yep. after last night. Yeah, it's almost like these two teams at this point of the season are starting to trend in opposite directions. Yeah, they are. Dolphins yeah. are really starting to fade purely because of this one to get like they've just they never had the squad to account for a whole heap of injuries yeah. or suspensions yeah. like they've got now. Missing a couple of really important players, Tom Gilbert and Felice Cafusi. Oh, big time. Yeah, uh, they're they their intimidators them. as yeah. well, right? So yeah. it's, they, it's, they were missing troops. It's not a weak forward pack, but it's not a scary forward pack without those two. If you were in, if you were in the Manly side last night and you look up and look across that defensive line, there's not too many players that you're avoiding like mm. you would Felice or Tom Gilbert, I imagine. Um, and then Jeremy Marshall King goes down and um, doesn't come back on the second half. So, they were up against it last night, the Dolphins, but it is. It's a long season. Uh, the other game last night, Canberra 14, defeated by the Warriors 36. Uh, interesting game. Um, Canberra looked great the first half, but this is this is Canberra that we've seen of the last, what, four or five years. They, they famously got the nickname the Faders because of their second-half efforts. They're a team of two halves. Yeah, uh, I, feel, I felt sorry for Craig's last night. Yeah. Um, you seen him come out. He was super emotional. It's a big week. Did you feel a bit emotional watching that? A little bit, yeah. I felt yeah. a little. I felt a little. I've been, and I don't I've, feel many emotions, Gibbo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been a part of 300 before. So I played in Hindy's 300. Oh, Scored nice. a try, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. So um, I I understand the build. Yeah, I did too, Gibbo. Hey, yeah. good, great. No, good knowledge. Yeah. 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 Playing in the centres, and I understand what it was – the build-up of it and all the chat around, all right, it's a regular game, boys. Even Hindy was like, I don't want to hear about the 300. You yeah. Know, like, people on the outside will talk about it. And even more so now, like, we didn't even have social media back then. Yeah. So, like, yeah. the game's a different beast now. Yeah. And the preparation and then, obviously, what Sticks did added into the, the whole build-up yeah. for it as well last oh, it week. Did. By yeah, it did. Not it playing. Did. I couldn't so. help but think that last night. And I, I thought about it a little more this morning. Uh, I was a little bit more emotional during that Canberra game because I was heavily financially invested in the Raiders. I thought this is a game they can't lose. Yeah, they've done all the you know Sticky's rested him so he could play in Canberra. Um, the the head of the ACT has come out and said you know your bosses let your workers off early so they can go to the game. All this stuff. Love that. Um, so I was like, it's. Everything is built here for, for Canberra to, to have a, a famous victory. But I thought about it a bit deeper, right? So last weekend they had the Tigers at 6 p.m. at, at Campbelltown. This weekend um, they've got the Warriors. Uh, same same time slot, 6 p.m. in Canberra. Jared Croker's from Goulburn, which pretty much sits halfway between Campbelltown and Canberra. So if you're a Goulburn local and all these friends and family that wanted to come from Goulburn – doesn't really make a difference whether you're driving down to Canberra or driving up to Campbelltown. Pretty much the same distance. Both are 6 p.m. on a Friday, and Ricky said this, oh, these poor, hardworking people are going to have to, you know, miss work to get to the game. Well, yeah. if you're from Goulburn, it doesn't make a difference either way. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, when I heard, all right, he's playing 300 games, I was like, this is going to be massive. They're going to have the biggest fanfare here. They're going to do something crazy. They had, like, some party sprinklers yeah. flaring up as he ran out of the field. I was like, mm, okay. And they did a clap at three minutes. So I was like, yeah, cool. I mean, fine. For all the pomp and pageantry about he has to play in front of his home fans. I'm a brave leader. I was like, ah, was it that big? Like, I don't know. I mean, it's nice to play in front of a home crowd. But if I said to Jared today, would you have rathered your 300th 
still pl- probably played in front of your friends and family because they're only driving an hour either way, at Campbelltown with a victory over the Tigers? Or how did that feel last night, getting pumped by the Warriors and coming off with what I imagine was a pretty empty feeling? Yeah, I mean... That's that's a tough one, Missile. You've gone. I reckon you've gone whack there. I, I, thought, I thought it was like, hey, not that's what a lot of Yeah, they they had a packed out crowd there, right? Uh, look, if that was like against a great the Warriors, atmosphere. if that was against the Warriors, a normal game, they, they get half that crowd, if that. Yeah, um, they were sort of helped with the weather because I think it was quite warm down there. Uh, I think Define it was warm in Canberra. <laughs> it was 11 degrees, I believe, which is, which is sort of kind You'll take of that. Oh, You'll yeah. take that down to oh, Canberra. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're in winter now for yeah. sure. But the, just the atmosphere of the game in that first half when the Raiders were actually in it, like it was amazing. And then it just sort of got a bit strange at the end because they were just getting lapped and the crowd was sort of leaving. But I think, I don't I know you watch most of the press conferences, but did you catch what Ricky Stewart no, said last night? I missed last night's one. So he, I was going to ask it, you it was, about that, Gibbo, yeah. It, it wasn't a win. I didn't see the winch. The thing I saw that he said he wouldn't trade that loss because of how much it meant to the players and the club. Like, they're glad they did it right. Yeah, that's just... Sticks doubling down, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Essentially. yeah. So, well, well, never, it, he was it, never going to backtrack on it. No, sure. no, of course not. Yeah. What, what does that mean, Gibbo? It meant so much to the players that what they turn out that performance, or it meant it, it, they they were able to put on such a huge show down there. What I think was, it was it? So he, so I, Croker, I'm, I'm confused about like what was the big occasion that like they put sprinklers and they put an extra zero on the thirty meter line. Like, is that it? Well, so I think he was sort of talking about <laughs> how, and we spoke about this a couple of weeks ago, trying to get players to the club. Like, this is those sorts of things are more attractive for another player. This is what Sticky said, and I'm mm. sort of paraphrasing here, yeah, um, because I didn't really hear it, but he um, <laughs> sounds so, like something Sticky would say anyway. Well, he, he did say it was to get. Uh, players sort of down to Canberra. So they, you know, they nail those big moments. So if you yeah. are a milestone player, we're going to take it seriously. And, and they, it looked like they did. Just the only people who didn't take it seriously were the players. Well, we can speak to Daly about this uh, when he comes on. Um, yeah, he'll, be close to, he'll be close to his 300. He's chairs. almost at 300. And I was yeah. reading an article about oh. it. The, the two games that come up that will be his, that could potentially be his 300th are yep. both away. Yeah, okay. Um, so he'd have to skip two games to come back for a for the third to, to play his 300th at Brookie. Is that considering like origin where he misses yeah. a week? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Sweet. That's, that's if he misses the origin games yep. and doesn't get any injuries between now and then. Touch, touch wood for daily. I know exactly what his answer is going to be um, straight away. No just, know, just knowing him. He, yeah. He's skipper of the team. He's, but yeah. but I, th- I think Jared yeah. Croker would have been the same, to be honest. Yeah. I, I think. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I think they could have played in, in Campbelltown, done the bits and pieces there, but, but won that game, then come back to this game in Canberra and still done, still put a zero on the pitch and still put some party popper sprinklers <laughs> when he runs out in the field. Like, <clears throat> if I'm a club and I want to go, well, this is a huge moment for Jared, I go, all right, let's put let's put 20 grand budget into this thing. Let's go fireworks. Let's go um, a thousand white headgears for the crowd. Let's, That's a good shout. Let's do, let's do something big. I reckon on last night's game, the Canberra Raiders might have spent – Thousand bucks, thousand like, bucks. No. Well, okay. What what was there last night, Gibbo? That there's not in a normal game. What, well, what did there they was do? a banner. There was a banner. First of all, mm-hmm. that, that I reckon there's that right there. Five hundred. Okay. So they're more we expensive got... than what you yeah. probably think too. Those okay. guys. <laughs> thousand bucks for the banner. Yeah. Okay. Well, there was for a really primo. 
the um, Jared Croker's little one had little headgear as well. And then <laughs> Jason Croker's there blowing the horn. He doesn't come well, you check, think he mate. got an appearance? Oh, that was cool. Mate, yeah, yeah. he didn't get an no, appearance, I'm, I'm just saying. Oh, look, I, I think you're giving less credit to how much they did put on for that. I'll, I'll give you from a place perspective then. I liked uh, – look, I'm not – in hindsight, right, with a few things that have gone on, the result's obviously the big killer. The yeah. fact that they yeah. didn't get yeah. the win. But I actually liked Sticky's decision. I was more like, uh, you know, when we talk about it, uh, Missile, when we sort of get into them in the presses, it's more like uh, I take the mickey out of the words that he said in and around it. But yeah. for the decision, what – I'll, I'll say first and foremost, if I was a player, one, it's not going to make me want to come down and play in Canberra any less or yeah. any more. <laughs> yeah. no, either way, no way, it's not going to change my decision either no way. way. But as a player and as a teammate at Canberra, I probably would have liked it for, for yeah. Croaks to, to do to, to get it in front of his home ground. Then it just comes back to the players just didn't get the job done. So um, when you throw all in the, the theatrics and, and the chat from last week, I guess, you know, that's where all the pressure comes You've in. You've got to back it up. You've yeah, got to back it up. Yeah. You've got to get the job done for him. And then, so, you know, as we're you know watching some of the highlights here now, they had so much oh, pressure early on. Yeah, and once yeah. they didn't once they didn't score and they it didn't convert into a big lead, everyone got nervous around <laughs> the stadium. And I was yeah. nervous for them watching because I could see the Warriors. Was, I've been in those sorts of situations. When you defend your line for that long, you start to build this trust in each other, and then you start whispering to each other behind the in goals, going, "Hey, these guys aren't going to break us. We're going to, we just got to keep going, hang in there for a couple more sets, and we'll get them." And sure enough, Warriors went bang bang. Yeah, I've got massive questions over the Raiders, but we'll we'll delve into that a bit deeper later on. All right, we haven't we haven't eased into the show scope. We've come in hot. We've come in hot. You got golf tips. Yeah, we've got golf tips. We've got highway patrol, and we've got gone whack on the Canberra Raiders. So you're on this. Well, you're on a special edition of the Mowers Club this morning because we've got the Manly Captain coming on, Daily Cherry Evans. We've got Port Macquarie boy, Jeremy Lattimore. It's a massive show. We're all pumped up. You're on the Mowers Club with Scope and Missile, brought to you by Toro Mowers, powered by 100 years of innovation. Yes, you're on the Mowers Club with Scope and Missile this morning, brought to you by Toro Mowers, powered by 100 years of innovation. I'm going to jump to a call right now, Scope. Remember, during the show, you can text us 0457 736 736 or call us 1300 01 1170. And that's just what Jace from Parramatta has done. Morning, Jace. Morning, Missile. And uh, kia ora, Justin. Uh, kia ora, uh, brother. Baldy on the line. How good. Kia ora. Um, I, uh, one thing I've got, I'm a big Warriors fan, so I'd like to um, have a quick chat about last night's game. Yep. Um, but... I'm also a bit of a hacker myself, Justin. So um, one of the things I find difficult is, um, and I'm only a recent um, golfing sort of convert um, in the last year or so, is releasing the club. Like it's a really weird thing for me. Like, you know, because you feel like you hold on to the club. You feel like it's going to fly out of your hands and all those types of things. I don't know if you experienced that or you went through it and how you kind of got past that type of, yeah, so grip it, yeah, grip it and rip it. You like to soften up the hands a little bit. And uh, I was actually playing with someone on Friday, and he said he's got a little reminder where he has a little half practice swing, and then that really, and then he lightens up his grip a little bit more and and really gets into it. So similar to what you've got, what you're talking about there. Yeah, yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, no, it's um, look as I always say, a bad day on the golf course is a it's a good day anywhere else. So, 100%. That's right, Jase. I love playing it. What do you, what do you think um, about the Warriors, Jase? They're like, the real deal. Yeah, look, it was um, 
I was worried after that first half because I thought they might have been juiced. Like a lot, they used up a lot on their line, but clearly they knew exactly what was happening because on that second half it was so clinical how they went about their business. Um, and Sean Johnson's probably the the key for me. Um, mm. There's so many great players in the team. Like everyone, there's very few that actually every player's improved under um, Andrew Webster. I agree, but Shawnee. Shawnee more than anyone, um, and his defense. Like I've watched Shawnee, you know, I've clearly like everyone from his first game. Um, you know, Warriors day one fan. So you know, I've watched him intently. I actually believe too that his stint at the Sharks helped as well. Yeah, I agree. Was, you know, he was he he kind of hardened up a bit over there, where he had to. You know, it was it was out of his. Um, comfort zone. He wasn't surrounded by all of his mates that he'd grown up with and, and with the New Zealand sort of press and fans and, you know, he had to win over a new group and, yeah, what, what do you think about that, Justin? Yeah, for sure, I, I agree. I think, you know, there's an underrated season, I, uh, maybe the first or, or second season where he played really well, so um, I think it was just all lost in everything that we talked about before. The Warriors' performance was actually really solid. They've been really good all year and Shawnee is a big Big chance for Dali M, I reckon. Yeah, we'll delve into that a little bit later, Scope, um, that Raiders and Warriors game. But one thing you can say after last night's game, they're the real deal. To go to go to Canberra against all odds, to hold them out that first half and then pump them in the second half, they're, they're the real deal this season. Um, just watching a bit of a f- footage of them now on the TV as well. Probably the best jerseys, the best kit in the NRL at the moment yeah. as well. They were the Heritage last week. This week, is this a Heritage jersey? This no, I think this this is, this is their jersey. This is their, I think this is their jersey for the season. It, it is a throwback. It's uh, yeah. I think they designed it uh, to throw back to my old boy. So my my old man played in ninety six, ninety seven, and these the colour schemes very similar to uh, back back in the day. I think it might even be their original jersey ninety five. Uh Maybe, yeah. I yep. was just going to say, they're the away jerseys. So these okay. are the away ones they use. That one the... they, they wore last week was... The blackout yeah. jersey? Yeah, yeah, Mace yeah. was talking about that on, on our potty at Levels, and he reckons it, something to do with their strike rate with that jersey, that blackout jersey, is unbelievable. Keep so it. Um, back in the day when they had a really strong Bulldogs team, I think yeah. the 0-2, the Bulldogs, Mace said, when they played the Warriors with the blackout jerseys. Yeah. And do you remember that really big uh, knockout from Sia Soliola from Ruben Wiki off yeah, the kickoff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was in the blackout uh, as well, and they won that game quite convincingly. So the blackout jersey works for the Warriors. There we go. The secret to the Warriors' success. All right, text us in during the show, 0457 736 736, or give us a call like Jace did, one 1170 Your scope, a missile in the Mowers Club scope, text line lighting up this morning. Plenty to talk about. Uh, first from Mark, uh, he says this summer coming up, the Sydney test isn't the last test. Warner only wants to play against Pakistan, meaning they can potentially give a uh, young player a chance against the Windies. So how's that working, Gibbo? We switched around the order of tests. Yeah. So they know they're worried be... about the rain in Sydney. Yes. Oh no. So it's still, I think happening at the same time. There's so just the two... New Year's test. Yeah. So there's just going to be two tests after it, after it in late January okay. uh, against the West Indies. So I think it's a day night. In, a, in Adelaide, I think, to start us off, and then maybe one in Queensland. What's the point of a two-test series? Uh, well, so in the World Test Championship, they have to play minimum two. Yeah. Uh, and basically, like, 
no one really wants to go watch three tests against the West Indies at this current. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, like, it just makes you think, well, why even schedule West Indies to come out here again when we pumped them so badly last night? Yeah, so it's a requirement for the World Test Championship. All gotcha. series need to be at least two by yeah. the final, which is one. So anyway, thanks for that one, Mark. Uh, obvious error always, and, and you picked it up today. Uh, this one, Dancing with the Stars spent more money getting pants to fit missiles tree trunks, says Widgie. Well, there was a budget for that, the costumes budget. Um, you know, it was funny. So we had to do go do costumes and fittings and all that stuff. And off the back of Dancing with the Stars, the same costumes team was preparing for uh, the Masked Singer. Yeah. So I got to see a few of the Masked Singer outfits. Uh, one of them was an avocado. Right. The Masked Singer. Could you so, imagine going on the Masked Singer as an avocado? So they must have spent money on, you know, extending the legs, but they could have probably brought the crotch in a little bit, right? <laughs> One of, the missile. It was funny. Yeah. I, put up, I put up a picture the other day and, uh, um, you know, we, we have to do promo pics or whatever saying this is when it's airing and stuff like that. And uh, a guy I used to train with at the gym messaged me. He said, oh, not... Not sure what dances you're doing, but by the looks of those pants, you won't be doing the ballroom. <laughs> that was good from him. All right, you're on the mowers with Scope and Missile. Welcome back to the Mowers Club with Scope and Missile on this beautiful Sydney Saturday morning, long weekend in God's country. How good is it? Uh, brought to you by Toro Mowers, powered by 100 years of innovation. A couple of texts coming through Scope about Canberra last night. This one from Kenny. Yep. You guys are not factoring in that Canberra Raiders' attack has been rubbish since before they made the grand final. Uh, they score tries by Joe T or Big Puppy bullying their way over or kicks that rebound off players or goalposts. I got a couple of those last week. They are not evolving with the slick part of the game. Yeah, they play, yeah. A, they play, they play a very simplistic style of footy, a bit yeah. like the Dolphins. Um, and that just comes back to the cattle, right? So Jack Whiten, uh, he's a great player, but he's more of a ball runner. Yeah. Uh, Fogarty's more of a game manager. Yeah. He doesn't really create too much... Um, points outside of you know a really nice kicking game and then they like to play through the middle so uh, a lot of you know sticky's never been a really creative sort of coach but you mm. also got to play to your cattle and i think that factors in for sure the other weapon they seem to have this year is also his name's escaping me the new center timico um, timico yep he's a bit of a beast as well he's got a bit of a bash and barge over in him as well but um that was one of the questions i was thinking last night watching the raiders have they got the halves or have they got the spine to go deep into this comp? Like you look at their spine and you go, Fogarty, like good solid first grader, but doesn't set the world alight. Whiten, I don't think is really a half, but, you know, it does a job. But uh, then you've got um, Wolford and um, at fullback, they've got Sebastian Chris at the moment. So you look at that spine and you go, well, maybe they're kind of overachieving a little bit for where they are. Well, Sort of yes and no. One, there's this time of the, when you go down to Canberra, we talked about the conditions before, you play in the middle part of the year, it's it's who's going to get up for it and who wants to do the hard stuff through the middle. So you can win a few scrappy games like that, right? You can mm. get a few bash and barge games, but when it comes to finals time, it's not going to suit them well. Yeah. You need to have that, you need to have that sharp, clean, uh, clinical style of footy like South, like Penrith. Uh, all the top teams, Brisbane Broncos have got it. Having a look at that roster, boys, uh, there's a player who he broke his jaw in preseason. He was touted to be their fullback. He played one game on the wing, I think, at Magic Round. Yeah, Savage. Maybe a Savage. Savage, mm. yeah. Are we, are we he's, playing reserve, he? he's playing reserve grade wing. Yeah, so he's not moment. even playing fullback for them. No. Where he, I mean, he... Well, they put a full right, season into him last year and let Chance Nickel Clockstar go because oh. he was their guy. I yeah. don't know, but... 
yeah, Ricky Stewart has some interesting team selections sometimes, but sometimes people fall out of favour. Um, yeah, yeah Ricky's one, got a history of it. So yeah. he dropped Joseph Tarpanay a couple of weeks, a couple of years ago. Yeah, I think Horsburgh the yep. year before or last year. Yeah. Um, so for whatever reason, he he gets off. He does get off uh, players, and generally they're players that are young players ascending. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know, trying to get him to prove it, but. Yeah, Xavier Savage would be part of my team. Uh, Trev from Port Macquarie says, Hi, champions. Ricky Stewart, what a loser. He <laughs> whinged all week at how he was ready to cop it from all the Muppets who didn't agree with his decision to rest Croker. One or two might have commented, but other than that, no one said anything. Then, when they get flogged last night, he's still going on. I think we all know who the Muppet is. Also, thank Lattimore for the great pleasure he's giving my family on the footy field. Trev from Port Macquarie. Yeah, good. The goat. Uh, yeah, plenty there. Is Trev, did you say? Yeah, Trev. Yeah, that, he's that's fired look, up. That, that's why I love I love Sticky uh, just through the theatre and the content that he brings and yeah. he's he I just see it he's hilarious to me. So yeah, I same. just I see the funny side of it. Yeah, when you stop taking it so seriously yeah. and look at it from a comedic um, perspective, it's it's pretty funny stuff. I'm the same with NRL 360. I was gonna say that. I used to Buzz. take it seriously. Yeah, yeah, I used to take it seriously and I'd sit there and just like bristle at some of the stuff that Kenty and Buzz and Hoops would say. I was like, ah, oh, you bastards. Mm. Uh, but then once you go, you. you you sit back, you you separate yourself from it and go, this is so ridiculous, some of what they say, and some of the agendas are so thinly veiled that it's kind of funny. Yeah. You watch Braith now. Like, so yeah. I always get a good read on uh, Braith's body language, and when yeah. he laughs or puts his head down, yeah. or when he starts playing with his pen, it's, yeah. uh, it's, it's him <laughs> trying not to, to break character yeah, in a way. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. When Buzz will just go off on this tangent, and you, I just look at Braith sometimes, and I just start like... Yeah, having a, having a giggle myself. It's funny sometimes on that show now because I think often Reedy brings a little bit more of a balanced opinion, yeah. and they ridicule ridicule Reedy like he's saying the most outrageous stuff you've ever heard, and you're like, hang on, he's kind of saying the most obvious stuff of any well, of them. He's been sort of going at our buzz, hasn't yeah, he? So yeah, they yeah. all sort of get stuck in. But one thing I've noticed lately, we've we've seen a few more podcasts with Danny Widler. Uh, and Buzz as well. And mm. so you sort of get to know them a little bit outside of this persona they play on the TV. Yeah. And they're larrikins. Like, they're just storytellers. Uh, yeah. That's something you realize as an athlete, and often it's not till, until you retire, is that people aren't – they're not really out there to get you. They'll write some pretty rank stuff sometimes, but for them they're just doing a job. And part of that also is they're getting directive from above them. Like, we need a headline here. Who's going to make a headline? Well, this week it's going to be, I don't know, Cameron Munster. This week in the swimming world, it's going to be James Magnuson. So what what have we got? What can we write? And yeah. it's not always the journalists, but um, there's certainly some journalists that are willing to go a little bit lower than others in yeah. pursuit of that story or that headline. Right. Um, and they're the ones when you retire and you, you, even when you meet them after, after sport, you go you know, did you have to write that at that time? And they go, oh, you know, I'm just doing my job. I'm just, and it's like, yeah, you, you're doing your job, but I'm living my life and, you know, it affects, it affects mm. people differently. But you got to take them with a grain of salt, Gibbo. Um, and it's, yeah. it's something that you can't really separate yourself from until you're retired. Um, one other thing I just wanted to throw out there this morning. I know we have a lot of serious punters on this show. I am having one of the great, um, one of the great lulls in punting, um, of, the, of my life. <laughs> Capped off last night by Canberra in Canberra. It's which a tough just, season for the It punters. just seems so obvious. I'm having a tough go on the horses. I'm having a tough go on the footy. So for the punters out there, if you've got any tips for me today, um, put your reputation on the line. Put your name to it. Tell us why you're tipping what you're tipping, but 
Text us in 0457 736 736. This is an SOS to the Mowers Club. I need help. I'm in a punting lull. Please, Mowers, help me out. You're on the Mowers with Scope and Missile this morning. A uh, couple of tips coming through here, Scope. This one from Steve. I have a tip. Give up the punt. No, never. I'll, I'll chase my losses till the day I die. Responsibly, of responsibly, course. Responsibly. 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 Uh, <laughs> hi, Missile and Scope. I'm really concerned about the extent of the injury to Appy Coruscant. Uh, the way Tino raises his forearm and connects with players' heads seems to be flying under the radar. He recently concussed Reed Marnie with a similar action. There's no way the league can condone his style when the extent of the injuries he inflicts is so devastating. The NRL is supposed to be protecting our players' welfare, not just justifying why a player inflicting head injuries is not doing anything wrong from the old Berry. This is one for you, Scope, yeah. um, as a player. T- obviously, Tino puts up the bumpers, which players do, but is it a coincidence, an unlucky coincidence, that he KOs Reed and then... Um, breaks up his jaw in quick succession, or is it an issue? No, nah, no, nah, it's not. It's just the fact that their their heads are at his level. They're uh, small players. There, there's yeah. not much protection you get as a ball carrier. Yeah, all the protections around you know the defenders. There's generally three players that are trying to hurt you yeah. and drive you into the ground. So yeah. what you do is when you carry, generally like Tino's carrying, if it's not Uppy or Reed Marnie, and that's a front rower, those elbows are going straight into the chest yeah. and that's what you need to do to protect the ball and you need to protect yourself so um, it's unlucky for those guys and I feel sorry for Uppy and, and Reedy a couple of weeks ago but that's just the nature of the game remember a couple of years ago they were saying that Jared Maria Hargraves has a problem because yep. he'd hit a few people in the throat and face but he was probably even higher again than Jared was Jared was 50-50 on his one because he was raising Tino's got it in front and then he's once he gets contact he's pushing off yeah back in the day Jared used to be a little bit higher so Get it he, up at 90 degrees if, if there was one person that was pushing it it was it was Jared a few years ago yeah all right coming up massive one scope we've got daily cherry Evans after the 58 18 victory last night you're on the mowers with scope and missile